That's North Point Worship with Just Getting Started featuring Lauren Lee Anderson. I love when we have artists like that that are local. Like yeah. The new music is great, and their worship is sounding different, which I really like that. Yeah. That's what we're talking Very about. diverse. Yeah, it's great. Every song sounds totally different. You can find their album, Nothing Else Matters, on the More Music app. It's Coffee with Corey. I'm on my second cup of coffee because we're talking about a second <laughs> Passover. And oh, you're going to be you. here. Clever. Until 10 o'clock this morning. So what's this morning going to look like? Well, this first hour, we're going to kind of go back and look through the history of Passover, second Passover, and these feasts. So you get an understanding what what it is exactly, because we really dealt with the Seder and all of that at Passover. So if this is the time you're going to have Passover tonight, you can find out all that information on our on our blog, as well as our as the uh, more app. You can listen to all the breaks that we did last time if you want to engage and, and have a Passover Seder this evening because you missed the first one. but um, So we're going to go back and just kind of get a, a heads up on what it all is about without delving specifically into the Seder. 8 o'clock hour, we're going to we're gonna go to the future. We're going to start looking into the end times and see how these feasts play out and what we should be expecting. 9 o'clock hour, we're going to go into Revelation and begin to look at what is our job, what is our responsibility, considering that we're being engaged by Jesus here. What is it we're supposed to be doing? And we're going to just and go with following what his words were as he spoke in that first part of uh, the book of Revelation. So a lot of end time stuff, a lot of going forward. You're just getting started. I am just getting started. (laughs) Look at you who's watching the songs now. So uh, we could call this one Time Keeps on Ticking because that was pretty much the the journey. It just keeps going on and on. These are cyclical every year, right? So we're journeying back to Exodus from Egypt. The Israelites were there and for uh, several hundred years and when they come out of Egypt, they're going to spend a full year at Mount Sinai And you're going to read that in the Bible, and then you're going to hear about the final year, which included their journey into the promised land following the 40 years of wandering. You don't really hear very, probably maybe a page or two on the 40 years. We know very little about that. But as we look at the second Passover, we're going to journey to the tribulation to discover some insights you've probably never heard before on what is to come that these feasts tell us. Death sadly, is the theme of Passover. It's good for us, bad for him. As as we recall the plagues of Egypt, the Israelites' miraculous deliverance by the hand of God, as well as the death and resurrection of Jesus, and our deliverance from sin, what he was willing to do for us. That's the deep love he has for you. But the theme of death really doesn't stop at Passover. 30 days later, here we are, we run into this rather obscure feast called Second Passover. It begins tonight, goes through Friday night. Some will observe it all the way through Saturday night, so it's kind of a two-day festival. Um, If you read through the Bible, Exodus and Leviticus tell the story of the first year of their journey. That's from Egypt to Mount Sinai, the giving of the law, and then they build, they construct a tabernacle. You get a whole lot of information in those two books. Jump to Numbers and Deuteronomy. They take us through the beginning of the second year. Now you're going to skip almost entirely those 40 years. Just a little, few little de- details like Korah's rebellion. But they're going to jump all the way to the end to that 40th year when they are the for that rather that second year when they refused to enter the promised land. You go just a few pages about the desert and then basically no record is kept at that point of what happens. So we don't know, but we have a pretty good hint that this covenant of Passover, they don't keep it for those 40 years. There's no record of them keeping the covenant of the circumcision either. So when you get to the 40th year for them, 
this next generation, as they're ready to get in, the first things you see are Passover and a circumcision for this new, new bunch of folks. The original Passover in Egypt is pretty unique, too. They had blood on the doorways, of course, because the death angel was coming. That only happens once, so putting blood on doorways is never repeated. So even though we think about that a lot at Passover, that's really not a big part. Some things only happen once, but when they happened was significant. That's the win. After leaving Egypt, they crossed the Red Sea three days later. That sounds familiar, right? Yeah, this happened on the day in history that Noah's Ark came to rest on the mountain after the flood. It would become the Feast of First Fruits. Eventually, the day Jesus rose again and walked out of the tomb. Those all don't seem to connect themselves, but that's just how it worked. It's also, of course, our picture of baptism. We're told in Romans, how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? So we're leaving Egypt, we're leaving sin. Or do you not know that as many of us are baptized in the Christ Jesus, we're baptized into his death. All right. Therefore, we're buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. So all this is that picture of the Red Sea, but it also becomes a picture of his uh, death, those three days in the grave and going down to Hades. So for the Israelites, after they cross over, they spend weeks traveling to Mount Sinai, and traveling becomes a really big part of this forever experience, if you didn't notice, as the Feast of Unleavened Bread and Pentecost would both become pilgrimage feasts, as well as Sukkot in the fall, in which they'd remember living in these temporary shelters. So these feasts become a very big part of looking back and remembering what they actually went through, and for us to kind of identify Leviticus 23 gives us a quick kind of overview of Passover and first fruits. 14th day of the month at twilight, Lord's Passover. 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Seven days you eat unleavened bread. On the first day you have a holy convocation. That's a total day off a Sabbath. Do no customary work, but make an offering made of by fire to the Lord for seven days. So there's lots of offerings. On the seventh day, again, it's a, a special Sabbath, no work. When you come into the land I give you, reap its harvest, you're going to bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. He'll wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted on your behalf. And that day, uh, after the Sabbath, the priest will wave it. So that's the whole counting to 50. And on that date, as we look for, you know, you're going to run into a lot of stories in the, in the New Testament. One of those is Jesus feeding the 5,000. What does he use? He uses fish and bread. Why does he do that? Because of when he does it. It's in the Passover season, and it also kind of especially connects to uh, second Passover. As you're going to see, he sees compassion. He sees these people. He feels compassion, and he sees us with compassion. That's the whole point. He knows our needs. The reason we go back and understand and, and, and kind of intersect with these Passovers is that we can see through the eyes of Jesus mm. long before we know we need it. He knows we need it. That's so good. Come up. We're going to continue this conversation, but I see in our playlist a brand new song from Brandon Lake at Bethel. It's called mm. We Praise You. Matt James, Solutions for Hair.